2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Jacob Aldrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH.
3: Welcome in, everybody, a Tuesday edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Chad Chambers producing. We've got a giveaway coming up a little later in the show. Stay tuned for that. We've got Dan Israel, the executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, coming a little later. Obviously a lot to get to with Dan Israel. We'll do that. Uh, We've got some quarterback questions in the NFL, certainly. Lots going on, a lot to get to the NFC East, who to thunk it. Three winning teams, winning record teams combined uh eight and what eight and four record just like everybody thought it would be right tommy this is this nfl season's been very predictable
1: <laughs> yeah everything's on its head right now you know we thought the afc West would be dominant and uh, they're not right now and i i don't know i thought the nfc east would be garbage and clearly they're not so i have oh, no I think idea what to think.
3: <laughs> i think they are i just i here's I, you know the nfl season i said this yesterday as the Cowboys beat the Giants last night, 23-16. And it, it was a slow going, but the Cowboys looked... I thought the Cowboys looked okay. Um, I, I'm very surprised that they're 2-1. and one. Pleasantly surprised as a Cowboys fan, because after week one, it looked like this season was going to be garbage. But I think what we're seeing now is not what we'll see late. I think that we're... We're not all idiots, right? Like, we don't all see things incorrectly when we have a good feel collectively about something. And I would suspect by the end of this season, things will look a little more like we expected them to. Now, does that mean, like, every team will finish where we thought it would? No, I don't think that. But I think, for instance, you know, the Raiders and Broncos will be better than they are now a month from now. You know, I, I think sometimes we underestimate changing to a new system and the effect that can have on a team. Obviously, injuries play a massive role in what happens in the NFL. It's the elephant in the room every year. But, you know, we're, I'm not sitting here now with the Cowboys and the Giants at 2-1 and one saying, oh, you know what, these are Super Bowl contenders, because they're not. You know, the Eagles are. We, there are things that we've seen that I think we can count on. The Eagles are for real, Right. We knew the Bills were going to be for real. The Dolphins are for real. Um, I think the Bengals are better than they've started. Uh, there's, there's a lot of. I think the Chiefs are better than they've started, quite frankly, and they've started two and one. So I don't think what we're seeing now we'll see later. And you, I, you know, we talked about it yesterday. We talked about the preseason. I don't know what's going on in the NFL. It's been weird, but I do think things will settle in at some point. I,
1: I think they will too. I don't know. I watched Monday Night Football last night. And as I'm watching this game, and I don't know if you had this thought or if anybody thought this, but I'm thinking, man, these two teams are not as terrible as I thought they were. And then there were moments where, you know, it was kind of like, all right, this isn't great. Uh, But it wasn't like watching Sunday night
3: football, right? It wasn't like that. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was a different feeling than watching the Broncos and the 49ers on Sunday night. Um, I I thought that overall the Cowboys looked pretty good. I thought defensively, they looked great. Uh, now of course they're, they're competing against Daniel Jones. uh, They are a great defense defense look good, but they are, a great defense. Exactly. They're a top caliber defense in, in the NFC for sure. Um, but I, I came away from that game thinking, all right, I agree with you. I don't think that either one of these teams are Super Bowl contenders, but they're better than I thought, and I think that they have the possibility to potentially be playoff teams, both of them at this point, point. and that's a far cry, especially the Cowboys, a far cry from a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about how big of a dumpster fire the Cowboys were and how might as well just throw away the season. It's not going to happen for them. There might be some legitimate promise there.
3: Is that because of Cooper Rush, and that's what I want to start with today. We've we've got quarterbacks on our mind here on Sports Daily today. Uh, it was a perfect question from Tommy there because Cooper Rush has looked good, right? His numbers would have been significantly better. Imagine adding a what about a sixty-yard touchdown to what he had, and now he's looking at two seventy-five, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Ceedee Lamb goes over a buck fifty because Ceedee Lamb dropped an easy bomb touchdown, which was a fantastic throw uh, by Cooper Rush, right on the money. It was all on Ceedee Lamb, and he had a few drops in that game. But, you know, CeeDee Lamb is sort of re-finding himself. The Cowboys were missing two of their, I would say, top at least four, if not three, pass catchers last night. And Michael Gallup, who's close. uh, And, and, uh, you know, it's – I I think that there probably is more hope to their passing game. Dalton Schultz was also out of that game. I, I think there's more to their passing game than maybe we think. Dak did not look good. Granted, we only saw him for a little bit in week one. The Dak Prescott contract, if you remember, was one of the most difficult contract situations for a team to navigate. It was just complicated. And it was complicated because Dak's sort of right on that, you know he's right on that line of being really, really good, which he's looked at times like very good. He's led some of the most high-powered offenses in football, including last year, by the way. But you can kind of see it, and you're like, man, he misses throws, you know, these things. Well, Cooper Rush looks pretty good. Jerry Jones has already hinted he'd love a quarterback controversy. Mike McCarthy tried to back off that, but Cooper Rush and the opportunities he's been given in the NFL has done a really good job. Cowboys are going to be in an interesting situation if they keep playing well and throwing the ball well when Dak comes back, right? And Jerry Jones is an older guy that desperately wants to win a Super Bowl. I, I, I don't know that I believe Mike McCarthy, we saw this. Dak Prescott came out of nowhere and took Tony Romo's job. Do you think there's any possibility, Tommy, that Cooper Rush takes Dak Prescott's job this year?
1: Sure, I, I think there is. And, and part of the reason why I say that is because so far, Cooper Rush has done exactly what Dallas has needed him to do. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is that he's not turning over the football didn't have an interception last night didn't have an interception last week and you know he he's not uh he's not playing sloppy football and he's sort of letting the the rest of the offense shine around him and and i stopped short a little bit of calling him a game manager because i think that he's got the opportunity to throw Uh, the the football a little bit better than a game manager would. Uh, But he's got a lot of pieces around him that I think he's letting shine. Like, look at the running game last night. Tony Pollard looked great. Ezekiel Elliott looked really good, had a touchdown run. He's got CeeDee Lamb, who I know had a a brutal wide-open drop. Uh, But that touchdown catch was insanely good. Uh, So he's letting the stars work around him, where I think the difference is Dak Prescott is the focal point of that offense when he's on the field. Cooper Rush is not. And I think that's a better position for Cooper Rush to be in moving forward. Now, will it stay that way? I don't necessarily know. I think that if Cooper Rush ends up being the starting quarterback for Dallas, I think that all of a sudden he becomes the focal point of the offense and he's got to manage that. But I certainly think there's a chance. It depends on when... Dak is able to come back, and I saw the report yesterday that he's not ruling out a return next week. I don't know if that's realistic or not, uh, but he's not ruling uh, well, they won't that need out. And push it, <laughs> but I think he might want to push it. Right? I mean, the longer that Cooper Rush stays under center, the the longer this you know potential controversy is brewing.
3: I, I want Here is why this has always been so fascinating to me because I, I and I get it, and I don't know what it is. Dak Prescott led one of the highest octane offenses in football last year. He had almost 70% completion percentage, threw for almost 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. His quarterback rating was 105, right? That was Dak Prescott last year. Um, He was fantastic. Dak Prescott, in the years, remember, 2020, he, he got hurt, and that's when he was off to just that unreal start, right? But in all the other seasons where he's been able to play 16 games, which is like every game, every year, but 2020, so five years now as a starter, he's his quarterback rating one time was 86. Every other time, it's like 99 or over 100. He's been really, really good as a starter. Yet, there's always this sense among Cowboys fans that there's something else out there. And I don't know why that is. And I'm not saying it's wrong either because I I sort of get it. Um, It's just really interesting that we have this conversation with Dak and we've been having it forever, right? Remember the contract situation with Dak. Do they pay him? Do they commit to him long-term? And they were asking that question, and even the Cowboys didn't know how to answer that question. And – you know, it, it's I don't know why we do that with Dak. Right? I don't know why because there's a lot of quarterbacks that there's a lot of teams, we'll say it this way, that would love to have Dak Prescott, I think. Um, that you know, that need it. But he's been on this line for a long time where people just don't know. But I just read you his numbers. His numbers have been fantastic. So what is it with Dak and why would we even <laughs> consider Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush to be a potential replacement?
1: This is absolutely nothing new. I think the reason why we do this is because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys and this is what happens. The exact we never same did thing this happened with Tony Romo. It 100% happened with Tony Romo. Well, 100%. people wondered
3: if he was elite, right? But it was never a question of whether they should move on from Tony Romo. I don't—maybe it was. I,
1: I think it was. I mean, you go back to, to 2014. That was the, the final year that Tony Romo played pretty much a full season with the Cowboys. Started 15 games, was 12-3, and three, 34 touchdowns, 9 picks, had a passer rating of 113. 113. Now, of course, he got injured at the beginning of 2015, but it's the exact same thing that pretty much happened with Dak Prescott in in week one this year. And now all of a sudden, there's a quarterback controversy. I mean, the history repeats itself in Dallas. It's pretty much the same players. There might be a different coach on the sideline, but you're still dealing with Jerry Jones. You're still still dealing with the the world of the Dallas Cowboys and everything that encapsulates that. You know that better than anybody else. You're a, you're a Cowboys fan. You know, know. what goes on I, I'm with telling the Cowboys. You, I
3: understand it. I, I get so it. So
1: this whole thing has happened before.
3: You know what's interesting too. So I mentioned quarterback rating ranking whatever you know those, those analytical metrics that have been used and as i'm looking at where dak stacks up here there were i think 7 quarterbacks that had went over 100 in quarterback rating last year tom brady matt stafford joe burrow dak kirk cousins aaron rodgers kyler murray and russell wilson and kyler murray and russell wilson are going to enter this conversation in our next segment but, you know, you're not seeing, you know, Herbert wasn't on that list. Mahomes wasn't on that list. Josh Allen wasn't on that list. So it's not the end-all, be-all, right? And, and we're just we're trying to evaluate quarterbacks, and it's such a hard thing to do. And there just aren't very many teams that have the no-doubt-about-it slam dunk, this is our guy no matter what. Dak Prescott, and we'll talk about his contract as it pertains to all of this soon, but he's got a a decent contract, relatively speaking, by NFL contracts. The production is always there. Like, it's always there. But he misses throws. He leaves things on the field. He's an unquestioned leader, good dude, great locker room presence, great in the community, all of those things, yet we sit here and wonder, could Cooper Rush supplant him it's yeah, a really I, strange situation
1: I want to be clear that, that when I say that there is absolutely a chance that Cooper Rush can come in and and take over that starting quarterback job that's not a knock on Dak Prescott that is a, a reflection of the culture in Dallas that's a reflection of who the owner and general manager is who has openly wished for a quarterback controversy because he's desperate to get to the Super Bowl I don't blame him. I mean, the, the guy is 80 some years old. He's not going to be around for a whole lot longer. He's going to want to do whatever he possibly, whatever he can do uh, under the sun. And if that means Cooper Rush is quarterback and he's going to try to make that happen, then absolutely there's a chance. So it's not a knock on Dak Prescott in the same way that Dak replacing Tony Romo in 2015. It was not a knock on Tony Romo necessarily. It was a reflection of the culture in Dallas.
3: I can't believe it's twenty twenty two and we're still having this conversation with Dak after he got paid. But I'm telling you, I because I'm surrounded by Cowboys fans because I am a Cowboys fan and everybody back home, like it's everybody right away that's what they go to. Is it time to go draft a young quarterback and move on from Dak? And I'm like, God, he's twenty nine, like he's in this new contract, and he just came off of a of an unbelievable season last year. Like they were they were out he was outstanding last year. And he's been outstanding really every year. He's been a pro. It's wild, but I'm there and I get it. I get it. We don't have these conversations though with, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or, you know, Matt Stafford. You don't have those conversations with, it never happened really with Matt Ryan. It's just, I don't know what it is with Dak. Russell Wilson until now never had to deal with those conversations now that he's a little bit older. Dak's 29. Like, he's right but it's smack not, in the middle of his it prime. It is
1: not, it is not at all a conversation about Dak. It's a conversation about Dallas. You this think if Dak exact... was
3: in, do you think if Dak was in uh Doesn't
1: Pittsburgh. matter. Doesn't matter where he's at. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I know it. Yeah, He'd I know what you're going to ask. Like it yeah. would
3: be less of a situation.
1: Absolutely. He would absolutely be more solidified if he was in a different market. I go back to Tony Romo in 2014. That was the best year of Tony Romo's career. Highest passer rating, best record as a starter at 12 and three. Uh, you know, it, and then less than a year later, Dak Prescott takes over his job. The exact same thing happened. So this is not a conversation about Dak. He would absolutely be more solidified in pretty much any other Market that he's going to be in the magnifying glass is always on him because he's in Dallas I, I
3: it may be so but Tony Romo is old at that point and he Dak had the had best year of his season. career I know I wasn't I wasn't for it by the way I didn't I, at the time I didn't I didn't like that that it played itself out that way because I thought Tony Romo had Several good years left, and those teams were were should have been really good. It, it it just it shows itself last night. The Cowboys are pretty good. The week one, notwithstanding, their defense is is as good as any defense in football. They have two running backs they can count on. Their offensive line is a patchwork, but it is what it is, and they're about to get all their pass catchers back. Like it's interesting, and I don't know. I mean the one thing we can say about Dallas right is at least this won't be in the spotlight and it won't be drama played out publicly. At least the owner won't be on the radio every other day stirring hey, the pot a little bit. This is the man, same he,
1: owner that wants – he wants to take phone calls from from fans live on the radio. I mean yeah. what I love Jerry how much Jones, more man. entertaining can you I get? I love
3: Jerry Jones. I, I'm a Jerry Jones is an entertaining piece of this league and and he's a loyal owner. He's got some off the field or off the things issues, and I'm not trying to ignore those things. But as a character in this league, I, he's great for it. I mean, he, he's just a great character. And man, he I, it would be he'd be both the best and the worst boss ever, right? Because he's fiercely loyal, but man, he just he just throws it all out there all the time. And
1: you know, they got I, I also I also think that you know a, a portion of this conversation that we haven't had. Uh, is what's going to happen long-term with Daniel Jones in New York. I mean, I think oh, that's almost— got to
3: be done. I, I've been—you know, I've been—we can finish with him. I, I, I have seen the appeal with him. Like, I get it, but it isn't there. Like, it's just not there. It's not going to work. They, the dude... they and, and what sucks for him is, like, he just can't catch a break, right? He had some bad coaching— his line has been terrible at times dude they don't i don't know who they're even gonna play at receiver at this point like yep. he, he the dude just can't get a normal year to give it a shot it, it it just it won't happen for him and maybe it's the best thing for him that they move on to because he can land somewhere and, and give it a run sort of like mitch trubisky's done but they, they gotta move on like it's not gonna it's just not gonna work for the them dude there.
1: is he is absolutely incredible at running for his life. I'm not sure I've seen a better quarterback in the league who just, it looks like he it almost looks like he just wants guys to get close to him. So he can just like take off and, you know, scramble run for his life and try to, you know, try to make it work. Uh, he's great at that. That's about the only thing he's great at. Um, and I think that with a, with an offensive minded head coach, like Brian Dable, he's going to want his guy installed in New York. And it's probably not Daniel Jones. Uh, You're running out of a a window, though, with Saquon Barkley, who looked pretty good, uh, especially that long touchdown run last night. Um, So you've got a window of opportunity with him. You just need a more effective quarterback to pair up with him. And and unfortunately, I don't think it's Daniel Jones.
3: No, it's not. And they've, you know, they've got some things to do. and, And they're, you know, they... They've been a nice story this season, but they're not there. All that being said, look, they had an opportunity to go down and tie the game yesterday. It's not I, yeah. I don't want anybody to think that we're like so bullish on the Cowboys and, oh, my goodness, they did. I mean, they they snuck out of there with the win, right? Like they, they blew a bunch of opportunities early. I think when you watched it, though, you realized how many opportunities they had to really open that game up. They didn't do it, though. The Giants are mediocre. I mean, I think the Giants have a chance to be mediocre this year, despite all the injuries and bad you know bad quarterback play up to this point i think they have a a decent chance to be okay but they're not they're not doing anything at daniel jones i mean i think we can make that call now so we bring up dak his contract is an interesting piece of this nfl quarterback contracts are risky business two of the most recent that we've seen russell wilson and kyler murray do we already have buyer's remorse in denver in arizona perhaps now in dallas Let's go through some of these NFL contracts and see what we think we like. Derek Carr would like to enter that chat room. We'll do that next on Sports Daily. Mike messages says, right now, Cooper's better than Dak Pollard's better than Zeke. Let it play out for as long as they win. Maybe what happens. I think, by the way, Pollard and Zeke collectively are better than one individually. They both look good to me last night. Um, But a lot of people think Cooper looks better than Dak, and I can't argue with him. He has, he's been, he's been spinning it, man. He's been throwing some dimes. Uh, Real quick sidebar, this just coming down. The NCAA's independent accountability resolution, blah, 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 blah. Basically, Memphis basketball is going on three years of probation, public reprimand, but Penny Hardaway not punished, no NCAA tournament ban. So that's good news for the American Athletic Conference uh, that Memphis will not get a heavy-handed punishment for whatever it is that they were doing, that they're being investigated for. Uh, All right, Tommy, these contracts, you know, let's— Let's think about these contracts for a minute. Dak's one of them. We've been talking about Dak Prescott. The The newest contracts are Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Derek Carr has a pretty new contract in there. Uh, Kirk Cousins has a big contract. Jared Goff's still playing on a big contract. Carson Wentz is playing on a big contract. Like, the price of doing business for quarterbacks is high. I get it. But if you're one of these teams... With a quarterback that is on a big contract, which of these teams do you think needs to be the most concerned? And this is relative to how much they've paid, relative to how many years are left on the deal, age, all when you factor everything into it, which quarterback contract right now gives you the most concern for these teams that are out there?
1: Without a doubt, Russell Wilson. Um, and that's not even a a debate. Um, and, and I thought that way before the season even started, I mean, that the Broncos gave up a lot to get him and then signed him to a lot of money and the guy's 34 years old and they signed him to a five-year extension through the age 39 year. And so I thought that before the season even began, Russell hasn't looked great, uh, through the first three weeks. Um, there've been like a handful of drives that I feel like we've seen from him and like, all right, that's vintage Russ. But other than that, it just really hasn't been there. Now I know that it takes some time to adjust to a new team and a new culture. And you've got also a brand new first time head coach that they're trying to work out, you know, the kinks in in that system. So I think that's part of it. Um, But man, I, I certainly have concerns about what this contract looks like for the Broncos long term. That would be the one that would give me the most pause.
3: Um you know I think that Russ is up there he's 34 years old um yeah he he's I think he's the winner of this conversation man I got real concerns about Kyler Murray's they, they finally bit the bullet and by, and 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 again I'll say this I didn't think they had much of a choice with Kyler Murray because literally everything they're doing is surrounded by By Kyler Murray, the coaching staff, the style of offense, like everything they've done for a team that expects to be competitive has been built around Kyler Murray. The reason I think that Kyler Murray probably deserves to be at the same level as Russell Wilson is all the stuff that's come with Kyler Murray recently in his desire to be great in his um, potential lack of preparation and the film stuff like the playbook all of those those aren't things you're going to question with Russell Wilson right Russell Wilson may have lost something that's the, obviously physically which has been the question and those have been the rumors around him that Seattle's been sort of trying to get him out of there for a while because they've seen something but kyler murray has never been at the level of russell wilson that's never been there yet you have this you know passion factor that people question and now they're sort of questioning publicly at times, I think that's why he maybe enters this as much as anybody else. I have a feeling, and Russell Wilson does not look good right now and and that obviously was a concern coming off the injuries and things he dealt with late in Seattle. But I don't think we'll ever sit here and question Russell, Russell Wilson's desire to be good or his leadership or any of those types of things as corny as it is sometimes right? Run, yell, runner or pass, team. Let's go. Like, it's Kids, Inc. football. Or y, sorry, nobody knows what Kids, ink is here. Like, it's YMCA football. Um, Kyler Murray, though, like, I don't know, man. Does Kyler Murray strike you as a great team leader? Because he doesn't strike me that way.
1: He's young. He's 25. He's got some time, I think, to to
3: grow into that. And the the Cardinals... And he's 25. Have given- do you have that fi- I mean, well, how do you feel about Josh Allen or Dak Prescott a couple of years ago, or Joe Burrow or uh, Trevor Lawrence. We don't really know at this point, but like Tua Tonga Viola, like we don't. I don't care that he's twenty five. He doesn't appear like he's a good, you know, field general. He kind of just feels like I don't he's know. just out there,
1: you know. I don't know. I you know, I I'm not I'm not on the sidelines. I'm not in the huddle. I'm not in the locker room. I I, I don't know. I don't know if he's a team leader or not. What I come back to. Is you know you're you're kind of comparing Kyler and Russell Wilson and their contracts and, and all of that. The the way that I look at this, my mindset on this is: you take Kyler and you take Russell and you put them in a two minute drive right now to win a football game for your team. Which one are you going to take right now? I don't care what Russell Wilson did in Seattle. I don't care. How big of a team leader he is? I don't care that he's a raw, raw oh, yeah, guy. I get it. If you put both of those guys on the field right this second and you tell them to go out and win a
3: football game, who
1: are you going to take? You're going to take Kyler Murray all the time, every day, every Based situation on what we've seen through three. Based weeks, on what we've yeah, seen,
3: but Ky- yeah, but yeah, Kyle, but Kyler Murray has not been good this year, right? Like Kyler Murray is is not. It's not like he's running laps around Russell Wilson right now. Kyler yeah, Murray the Cardinals- hasn't been good
1: the Cardinals would be Owen three right now. If it wasn't for Kyler Murray, if he, if he did not put the team on his shoulders, that final drive, and then an overtime against the Raiders and yeah, the Raiders, you know, they, they let that one go. That was, that was bad. They pooped down their leg. Uh, but, but without Kyler Murray, the, the Cardinals are Owen three. Um, and, and I don't think you can, I, honestly, I don't think you can look at the Broncos and say, Hey, they're two and one because of Russell Wilson. Now I don't, I don't think that's the case at all. So if you're comparing the two. No, they're
3: two and one in spite of him. I I get what you're saying. And I'm not, I I would, for this year, Kyler Murray is playing better than Russell Wilson, but he's not playing well, right? Like he's not, he's not, he's not playing up to being the, what is he now? The third uh, highest paid quarterback in football on a year to year basis, right? That's the reality of this. And that's what makes it tough. Russell Wilson is the second-highest-paid quarterback on a, on a year-to-year basis. Kyler Murray's the third. We don't know what Deshaun Watson is. He's the fourth, so I've got to just excuse him from this conversation, even though we know for a fact it was a stupid contract, regardless of how he plays, an unnecessary contract for Cleveland to take. But then you're entering you know, Mahomes, Allen, Carr, Stafford, Dak. I mean, Dak, I would take Dax Prescott over Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray is 10 times out of 10, right? Kirk Cousins, but he's, you know, he's on the final year of his, I think. Um, Jared Goff is nearing the end of his original big one. But even the guys that are hired guns, like Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, they're in this top, whatever that ends up being, 10 to 12, just on on the deals that they signed as, as gunslingers. It really shows you how valuable right now Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow and Tua and... Uh, Some of Justin Herbert, like these guys are so stinking valuable to their teams right now because guys like Kyler and Russ get paid like this. What are those guys going to get paid? So we asked about Dak. Is Dak anywhere in the stratosphere of those two guys to you right now? Because I don't think that he is. I'm, I'm not worried. Like if I'm the Cowboys, I'm not sitting there frantically, you know, like, what are we going to do with Dak's contract? He he, You can't buy it out for a long time. But don't you feel like with Dak, like, let's say they just love Cooper Rush. And they're like, all right, we're just going to roll with Cooper Rush next year. There are a lot of teams that would trade for Dak Prescott immediately. Don't you think?
1: I, I think there would. And I think that that would ultimately be the best situation for Dak Prescott. I mean, I was surprised. Oh, come that on. He... We've seen
3: Cooper rush for three games. Let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. No, no, Cooper no. Rush. The
1: be- the best thing for Dak Prescott would be to get out of town at this point. Like I was surprised that he signed that deal with, with Dallas in the first place. I think that's the best thing for him because I mean, he's 29 years old. He, you know, he could conceivably play for another 10 years, you know, somewhere around there. And I think, like you just mentioned, I agree with you. There are plenty of quarterback-needy teams in the NFL right now where he could go in and he could be installed as the starter and, like we talked about in the last segment, not have the microscope on him all the time. I think he could settle in with some stability. And I think that there are teams that he could jump in right now and they automatically become Super Bowl contenders. Uh, So I I don't necessarily know if that's the best play for Dallas, although I think they could get a pretty good return for Dak. I think they can get you know quite a bit of draft capital and that sort of thing. I don't know if Cooper Rush is is that guy though. At this point, I mean again, again yeah, the sample size is so small. That's the risk. But I think here. Ulti- ultimately, I think it's I think that would be the best play for Dak. I don't necessarily know that going back into the Cowboys and having a quarterback controversy back and forth between he and Cooper Rush is the best thing long term for Dak. Um, well, when so Jerry Jones
3: tells you there's a quarterback controversy, there's a quarterback controversy because he's ultimately the one that's going to make that call, right? Like that's that's why this is a real thing, and it's not just perceived no matter what Mike McCarthy says. Like Jerry Jones basically told us he wants a quarterback controversy, and, and I get it, right? Because if Cooper Rush was awesome and you're seeing what was traded for Russell Wilson and, and, and Matt Stafford and some of these quarterbacks— if that sort of market's out there, and and Cooper Rush is good, and you trade Dak and you get all these firsts with the with the roster that's in place, and like all the money you could free up, I mean that's the best case scenario for the Cowboys. It is, regardless of Dak. Like Dak, you know Dak is. I I think that Dak could have success anywhere in the league, and this is all an if Cooper Rush is good. But no, you know with Kyler Murray, there's no trading the Kyler Murray contract now. Teams wouldn't do it. Obviously, they wouldn't do it for Russell Wilson. Denver potentially made a massive, another quarterback decision that could set them back for a decade. We're three games in. So, we got to hold tight. Derek Carr enters this. You know, Derek Carr, I I was so bullish on Derek Carr this year. So high on his potential fit and the things he's done. And this was finally going to be the year where he takes off. Derek Carr's... Always been pretty good, but this was going to be the year. Now the Raiders are in this conversation, right? Matt Stafford doesn't look great for the Rams. They're sort of in this conversation. There's a lot of teams. Certainly the Vikings have been in this conversation for a long time. Like this is, it's tough business to sign a quarterback in the NFL to these kinds of deals.
1: Don't we know Derek Carr though? I mean, he's 31 years old. He's played for the Raiders for eight seasons. We know who he is. We know what he's going to do. We know he's going to be good. We know he's not going to be great. We know that he's not going to lead the Raiders to a Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. And they've committed quite a bit of money to him, you know, extended him. I think we we know, we know his total
3: guarantee. His total guaranteed money is a fraction of what a lot of these guys are. His, his financial commitment is not nearly as massive as some of the guys we're talking about now. I mean, it's half of what Dax is and they're, Pretty close to the same age. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Sports Daily. We'll come back. We'll do a giveaway in the next segment. Tie up some loose ends before we get to the executive producer of the Chiefs radio network, Dan Israel. We'll do that next on Sports Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing for us. We'll give away uh, a prize pack at the end of this segment. Dan Israel coming up in hour number two. Won't have him right off the top of the hour. He's got some meetings. We'll find out if that has anything to do with the scheduled game against the Bucks and the Hurricane and anything like that. But we expect him a little later in the second hour. So still going to run him down uh, just a little later than normal. No problem there. As they deal with uh, with that situation, a uh, couple of notes here. Miles Garrett was in a bad car crash apparently last night. Tommy, I don't know if you saw that. Flipped a flipped a Porsche. No 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 funny business uh, suspected, but he's been released from the hospital. Appears to be okay. I don't know about his playing status. So that is a potentially scary situation that presented itself. Um, the Wichita wind surge tonight, Tommy is they play in the championship series. They lost the opener on Sunday. They're back home at Riverfront now with what we hope is not their last game of the season because that'll mean they win and force a decisive game three. But we got the wind surge trying to to get that championship. And while they looked fantastic in the divisional series, they fell just a little bit flat in that game one.
1: Can I just say how much I absolutely hate a best of three series? Like, especially in the championship series, like at least do a best of five i don't know i'm just not i'm not a fan uh, hopefully they're able to come out and they're able to knock knock frisco out of the park tonight and uh, even the series and then have the deciding game you know later this week but i sure wish it was a, at least a best of five
3: it is so hard though to do it because if you were gonna do long series you would have to shorten the season up because the major league baseball season we're almost done right like we're almost through it they're not going to extend these out. They're so concerned about innings limits. All A lot of the players get called up to the big leagues at this point anyway. It gets hard. I get it. At least it's two series now. You know, it was, what, was it one series last year? At least it's two series. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a tough thing to do as Major League Baseball gets more and more involved with Minor League Baseball because they're far more concerned. And I don't agree with this. It's just the reality they're far more concerned about their players developing than they are the city of Wichita getting to hoist a championship that's the reality we live in unfortunately
1: i mean i get it i'm just i'm not a i'm not a big proponent of you play all season long you play yeah, well you have a long season with peaks and valleys and then it all gets decided in a best of three series. Uh, I'm just not a fan of that. It's it's the exact same reason why I was not a fan of the wildcard game when it was just one game. Uh, because hey, you're playing 162 games in the major league season, and it, it all comes down to one game. Uh, and I just I don't think that that is I don't think that's the right way to handle it. And and I'm I feel the same way about this best of three.
3: Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, but it is but it is reality, and the reality is Wichita has to get the win tonight to force the game tomorrow. That's first pitch at 7.05. Uh, have you seen any of the renderings of the new Cessna Stadium that's coming? The renderings look good. We're going to have Kevin Saul on tomorrow. Uh, and, and Listen, I'm going to ask him the question everybody wants to know, right? What, does this have anything to do with football? Because that's a big investment to a stadium that's not a football stadium. They want to bring in soccer. We know that. They want it to benefit track and field. We know that. But the elephant in the room is football. We're gonna we're gonna put it right right out in front and let Kevin Saul say yes, no, or I I assume it's a no, but we'll get there. But have you seen the renderings? I think the renderings look pretty good. Looks yeah, sharp.
1: It does it looks really good. And and I know that, you know, part of the the explanation was, you know, to keep it viable for what's currently at Cessna Stadium and then also um, what, uh, try to start women's soccer. Was that, did I read that correctly? Uh-huh. That that's yeah. that's yep. part of the, the deal? Uh, that's pretty cool. I'm 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 all on board on that.
3: Yeah, it looks, and, and you can see those renderings. They're all over social media devices. I think we have some at uh, kwch.com uh, if you can't find them. But yeah, that'll be a multi-phase deal. We'll get all the latest on that tomorrow with Kevin Saul uh, as we make our way through that bi-weekly interview. We're getting closer to basketball season. We have some scheduling notes that we can talk talk through as well as we get some info on that. Um, We've got Dan Israel coming up in the next segment. So let's finish up our number one with another giveaway. So here's what we've been doing. We have kind of a prize pack for everybody, and we're excited to do this, and we want to try to give stuff away all the time because we know people are into that, and we love it. We love hooking people up, too. So the first piece of this is we've been given some tickets to a movie called Running the Bases, and basically we're giving a family four-pack, to this movie, this is the first component of our giveaway. So it's a small town. This is the synopsis of the movie that you know that I'm getting. I haven't seen the movie, but it's a small town baseball coach getting a major opportunity at a new school, but his faith first coaching approach causes tension with his new boss. Uh, so that's the synopsis on Running the Bases. It's a movie out, so you'll get a four pack of tickets to that movie. Tommy will get a four pack of tickets to the Wichita Thunder home opener, which man we're Less than a month away now, right?
1: We are. October 22nd, Intro Spink Arena. The Thunder taking on the Allen Americans. You know, a lot of people in Wichita are really excited for hockey after the NHL game uh, over the weekend. A lot of fun there with the Coyotes and the Blues. And and so it's we're into hockey season. We're less than a month away from the home opener. We want to give you four tickets to the home opener on the 22nd.
3: So you got a four-pack of movie tickets for the family, a four-pack of Wichita Thunder tickets for the family, and we'll throw in a couple of HTO uh, free iced tea cards. They just unrolled their new fall seasonal flavor, Peach Cobbler, sweet and unsweet. So you've got two sets of four tickets, a couple of free iced tea coupons, Open West, coming soon East, a lot of fun let's give it away right now we'll do it as we go into our number two here jad will take care of a winner he'll find one for us caller number i don't know let's go three today 869 1240 good luck everybody congratulations in advance to the winner we'll be right back Hour number two of the show coming up